The Yaku Pup Podcast! Hello, welcome to July's edition of the Yaku Podcast. My name is Matt Emery, and we've got loads to get through this month. If you missed last month, we had a very special edition uh, with Fat Cat Records. It's still available to listen to, as are all the previous podcasts, through the Uncapot SoundCloud and also through iTunes. You just click subscribe and it should come through each month, I think, in theory. Uh, anyway, this month we have new music from New Signings, Emperor Yes, Waylayers and Israel's A Collective. We have live music from Excerpts Murray McLeod at The Great Escape and also live music from Uncle Luke. Uncapot recommend bands include Sunshine Frisbee, Laserbeam, Killer Name... Uh, they're from Birmingham, and Bro from London. Um, I chat to, and we have music from Fight Like Apes, Freezy Atlantic, Pulled Apart by Horses, and as ever, Jack Pop himself. Uh, we've also got, well, Alcopop's got a new website, uh, ilovealcopop.co.uk. Check it out. It looks spiffing, if I do say so myself. Um, let's start with Emperor Yes, and this is called Paramis de Tennis. <laughs> Desert to 
Welcome to The Fold, that is Emperor Yes with their track Paramis to Tanis. And you may have already seen them this summer, they've been playing loads of the Uncle Pop Festival stages. They're made up of London producer and all-round pop hero Ash Gardner, uh, Adam Betts, him of Three Trap Tigers, and also the brilliant Hugo Shepherd. The album is titled An Island Called Earth, which is out on 21st of September through alcopot records obviously um if that's the first time you've heard of them then go check them out on youtube their videos are so good like just go check it out you're gonna be wowed and we'll hear more from them on next month's podcast where i caught up with them a few weeks ago and i look forward to hearing the album as i haven't heard it yet i know it's gonna be a banger Okay, so up next is the first of the two bands that we're recommending this month. They go by the name of Sunshine Frisbee Laserbeam. Uh, they're from Birmingham. They really, they recently had an EP out simply titled EP. And it's produced by Dom James, who's also done Jofo, Play Lounge, Stagecoach, and many other bands. Uh, the EP is available through their Bandcamp, £3 digitally, or vinyl for £6 on translucent coloured splatter vinyl. They're beautiful, and that comes with the downloads as well. Um, they're playing August 1st, Heron Hounds in Birmingham with Bernie arms hopefully this podcast is out by then and i'm not too late to get that information out um yeah this track is called auto i'm in love with it i've played it so many times Uh, it's on all my playlists at the moment and see what you think
batches it comes. It's Sunshine Frisbee Laser Beam with Auto. And if you enjoyed that, then go get the EP, uh, simply titled EP, and you will enjoy it. It's as good as that start to finish. Okay, I caught up with the lovely Maykay from the brilliant Fight Like Apes uh, quite a few weeks now after they'd smashed it at The Great Escape. And we talked about all the important things like wrestling, Planet of the Apes, their current EP, Sexfield Wig Tape, and also their current tour life. This is our third one now. Um, it's our third gig today. It was just, we kind of left earlier. There's a um, Music from Ireland showcase on earlier today. So we thought we'd leave a bit earlier from York to get to see that. Yeah. And we're never on time for anything. So if we hadn't left that early, we would have missed our slot. Yeah. So we didn't get here till an hour before the show, and we expected to get here about four hours before the show. Um, so I'm before going on stage, I was already in a good mood because I was like, imagine I had to ring Jack, who just released her. We just give us a. Oh, sorry, no. Oh, sorry. That's cool. Um, Jack, who just released our EP. If I was like, actually can't play your Great Escape showcase. Sorry about that. So really early for going on stage anyway and it was just such a great crowd they were just a perfect balance of people who were mad to sing along to songs they knew yeah, it was but great well, by the end, everyone loved. was singing along as soon yeah. as you got in the crowd then you didn't even have to get on the mic you could hear everyone and else. they were loving the it you know sometimes exactly. people like are just wanting you to get them to jump and then they're like yeah. oh we want to do this for a while yeah. but they also were equally as attentive for the new stuff which is obviously well Cratching Bees went down which is obviously the that's the only one I've heard so far for yeah um, that was important that they liked that so you could see great. people all at the front singing that like all down it's the front great. line so yeah that's so great and it's been so long since we've released anything new yeah you do forget the um, the pressure uh, and excitement of, of trying out stuff new yeah. for people because it's so it is such a fucked up thing to do actually when you think about it to just write a song and and then just to play it for people and just be like no one just like is like that was terrible there's nothing Imagine worse like, like than playing the new terrible. stuff though and then kind of not having yeah. any reaction like when you and people just kind of do a weird slow clap yeah. and you're like and then you play oh, another yeah. old one it kind of makes it almost feel bad totally but that's isn't that one of those things bands talk about when they talk about doing a cover of something where it's like well be careful about doing a cover because you could be I mean um, Hounds of Love Future Heads yeah. did Hounds of Love yeah. and I mean not my musician, my music fan friends, but my like con- non-music fan friends only know that band because of that cover. Yeah. You know? So it's one of those things yeah. as well. You have to be a bit ballsy as well and play your yeah. new stuff, even if the crowd aren't going crazy exactly. for it. They have to get used to it. Exactly. Well, like weaning got, a baby. You've got to play it for your own. If you play the old stuff the whole time, you've got to play it for you. Oh no, for we, yourself we break as well, up. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> We'd absolutely break up. Yeah. So it'd be cool to talk about the new stuff. Uh, obviously, yeah. it comes out on Monday. Obviously, it'll be, it'll be well out by the time uh, the podcast goes out. Okay. But uh, it's called Wigfield Sex Tape. And what can people expect who maybe haven't heard it yet? Um, well, basically, we did a funded campaign last year. We left our record label and management company um, because it just wasn't working out. They didn't yeah. want us to be doing what we were doing, and we did. So it made sense over a long period of time for us to leave. Um, and we started writing, we did a funded campaign and raised money to release it ourselves. So the album hopefully be out in autumn. The EP was absolutely, and very much so, with Jack, Alco Pop Jack's encouragement um, and Chris Meredith. Uh, yeah, it was so nice to um, meet people like Jack. You do get used to meeting suits and you get used to meeting yeah. people who 
want to discuss image and discuss all this stuff and it's so nice to meet someone who says you know what I like what you've done already yeah. and I want to be part of it and I don't want to change anything that you're doing and that's not to make him sound like some fucking shrinking violet yeah, either yeah. he's obviously got ideas and plans and things yeah. like that but he knew very well that there was no point trying to get us to to change anything so it's, it was just it was so refreshing to meet someone like Jack and that's kind of the vibe I got off the gig tonight as well was a bunch of Jacks yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> The Jack, oh, the, the, the Jack, Jack escape. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, the EP was really supposed to be more of it because it's been a few years since we've released something new and we didn't just want to land people with a, an album. But even for ourselves, we wanted to have some sort of like reintroduction yeah. um, musically for people to listen to a bit and a little bit of pressure off ourselves as well, you know, yeah. you can just kind of trickle something out there for people <laughs> to hear. So Crouching Bees is on the album as well. Sweet. Um, and then the rest of the EP is and it's all done ourselves and everything so cool. which we haven't ever done well we haven't so done that since we started and everything. yeah we got wow. um, Crouching Bees and the album were mixed by Ash Workman who did Metronomy's yeah. English yeah. Riviera and he, he was amazing he just the great thing about him was we, we spent so much time and thought in, in the way we recorded it so uh, like, like, well, like with most bands you just want them to kind of maximise on what yeah. you've done so yeah. he just did that it was ama- absolutely cool. amazing so so yeah I don't know the EP is like, it, we keep thinking we've had this massive change it's like oh, it's a real departure from the last it's not really it's definitely a bit more grown up I'd say it's a bit more dancey yeah a lot more electro influences in it but um other than that, on reflection, it's yeah. just it's still us. I have to say, the video is also awesome. The the back the guy on the bike with the a snow relation is it a friend of the band or no? The, the, uh, Vincent Galler is the guy that directed the video that we did um, a video for Jenny Kelly with him before, and he was just amazing, really, really amazing. It's so hard to come by someone you can give an idea to, and they yeah. actually execute it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And like, you've so many ideas, and someone does it, and you're like, oh, that was like not at all what we asked you to do. But he did so well for Johnny Kelly, so we asked him to do this one again. And he said, at the end, I'm, I want you to, to jump into the sea for the, for the end yeah. scene. And I was like, yeah, of course. And he was like, do you want me to get someone else to do it? Like a dummy, um, no, what do you call them? Stunt. Yeah, yeah. Stunt, stunt double. I was like, no, don't be ridiculous. You know, I was like, of course I'll jump in. It's our video. It's our song. Like, yeah. And my God, it was the most traumatizing and like I don't want to sound like a whinger, but I will whinge for the rest of my life over that fucking scene. Like that like it was so. It was yeah. I would imagine that's what that's like. It was like when I jumped in, and I was standing on top of this really high pier, and he said, "Okay, jump backwards." So even that for me was like, okay. So I'm, but first of all, I'm going to hurt myself anyway from jumping backwards. I thought, and when I hit the water, just all oh, the air went out of me, and I couldn't even tell them. I need to get out I really feel like <laughs> my organs are shutting down here and then I got out of the water and I was like oh my god that was the worst thing ever and he was like um, we actually didn't get the shot oh no way and I said to do it again and I said to him I was like I can't do it again I actually can't ever do that again ever in my life not to mind was it any better him. the second time round or was it just exactly he used the same the first fucking shot really yeah. well, so he made you do it again and then, or did you just say no way I'm not no I again. did do it again because he was like <laughs> look I know this is horrible he was like but there's no point in us all we were all out there for hours shooting it yeah getting the right shots and everything so he was like look I don't mean to be a dick but put it this way there's no point in us all being here unless we get this as the shot we came for and I was like yeah. And he used the first shot, the prick. And when he was showing me the video and it was coming up to him, he was getting kind of nervous. And I was like, I wonder if he was getting nervous. And I was like, 
You used <laughs> the first one. So anyway, yeah, the whole thing was really cool though. He's really amazing. Really, really amazing. Sweet. Cool. I'll just ask you a couple of fun things to get sure. the business over it. And um, I was going to say, your name, Fight Like Apes, uh, I'm guessing it's taken from Planet of Apes. Yeah. Um, Battle for the Founders of the Apes. Yeah, have you seen the new, the new sort of well, Rise of the Apes? Did you manage to get around Yes, to was now? that with James Franco? Uh, oh, I'm trying to think who was in it now. It's like Suburban. I saw it when it came out. Yeah, it's kind of pre when I did. I really liked it. Yeah, I thought it was alright. There's another one coming like, out this year, apparently. As yeah, well. I really, really liked it. I See, if you were talking to Jamie and our band, you'd have different opinions on these things. I really, really like to take things as they are. Yeah. But even I think kind of pretty diehard Planet of the Apes fans thought that even sh- like people who like it because they can be shitty B-movie type things still thought there was a lot of merit to it. It was yeah. a really great cast, really great plot and it, at the end it left it open perfectly to yeah. a sequel for it. So no problems for me. <laughs> James Franco, although he was a bit sketchy. He did some dodgy shit recently on Instagram. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that's kind of... Uh... Yeah, so actually, yeah, no, he can't, they cannot recast him. Last <laughs> time I was in Brighton, actually, I met a man that I was convinced was the image of James Franco. Luckily, I had my right-hand man, Jamie, from the band, be yeah. like, no, Mary, he does not look like him. I was like, thank you. So, But now we can't go looking for James Franco because he's some sort of, um, I don't know. What is the word I'm looking for? Predator. Well, yeah, I think <laughs> I yeah. think he is, and he's kind of unashamed predator. Anyway, um, yeah. Well, I know you guys are into wrestling. Mm-hmm. If I like a cape to a wrestler, who would you go for? Well, we did a wrestling show a few years ago in Dublin, where we in at the academy in um, Dublin. We we got it changed into a wrestling ring, and Jamie was. He's never going to speak to me again if I don't remember. I was Rowdy Roddy Piper. Jamie! Jamie, who were you in the wrestling show? Um, Bret Hart. Bret Hart. Oh, you only ever look at yourself. <laughs> yeah, I actually didn't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how are you getting on with the interview by yourself there? Uh, uh. Jamie, don't make him feel uncomfortable. I think we're having an actual row. It's like the new thing. You just asked me about wrestling and I came in and I was acting like a kind of part. Oh! <laughs> Sorry. Okay, come back and do it again. You only ever look at yourself. <laughs> <laughs> he was Steve Morris. Um, Tom was Million Dollar Man. Adrian was... Someone else, I can't remember. But no, we'd have to be um, Bret Hart. Sweet. For sure. Cool. Uh, last thing I'll ask you is, what have you guys got coming up for sort of over the summer? Um, well, by the time this has aired, we'll have played amazing shows in London and yeah. Bristol. Um... And then we're playing a few festivals, like uh, we're playing Why Not, we're playing Westival, we're playing Nostock. Um And to be perfectly honest, we're playing a couple of other things that I can't remember the names of. I'm terrible. That's fine. If I get asked anything on the spot about dates and stuff, I'm just like, June? I used to just say, <laughs> June 7th? June <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that type of summerish area. Um, but yeah, when the album comes out, hopefully... We'll be as busy as we're used to being, which awesome. will be just great. Cool. Kind of shows like that where you just kind of go in the door, play thirty minutes, come out delighted, 
reminds you massively why it is that you survive on Walker's crisps yeah. and uh, honey roasted peanuts <laughs> for your whole life. Yeah. So hopefully we'll be back to that again and perfect. And yeah, be kicking. Cool. Well, thank you ever so much. You're very welcome. Cheers. Thank you. Oh man, such nice guys. And you can catch them this weekend at Westerville in Aldershot and also Why Not Festival in Derby on the Alcopot BSM stage. I'm going to spin the Dirty remix of their lead single, Crouching Bees. I think this is available to download for free through the Alcopop SoundCloud page. Um, yeah, this is a tune. Get your dancing shoes on. Enjoy. <laughs>
Okay, up next we have another brand new signing who go by the name of Waylayers. If you haven't heard them yet, they've got a brand new single which I'm about to play called Take Hold, which is released on 15th of September on Alcopop Records. And they've got a long line of people who love this band. Um, Steve Lamatt, Gary Crowley, Dermot O'Leary, to name a couple. Um, this track is following their debut Fault Lines EP, which released in 2013, which actually entered the Billboard Top 100 and iTunes Alternative Top 50. So this band are hot right now. Um, they're going to be playing BSM Alcopop South Sea Festival stage and then they're off to America playing Brooklyn Bowl Pianos uh, in New York and then Bunker House in downtown Las Vegas Um, yeah how awesome is that Um, check this out this is the sound of the summer this is called Take Hold and I'm sure we're going to be hearing loads more from this band real soon signing Waylayers with their single Take Hold which will be out on 15th of September. So another band I caught up with at Great Escape who also played a brilliant set and they've been touring around, smashing it out around the UK over the past month or so, is Freezy Atlantic. I managed to catch up with Andy and we started off by talking about what you can expect from the new album. Well Stonebox is 
probably I would say probably the most like immediate track on the record it's like when we uh, were compiling all the tracks together especially after we'd done the album like we were straight away we were like you know Stompbox is definitely going to be like first track just you know being around the head with something proper rocking and yeah. you know the, I think this new record I think like it's a really nice mix of some stuff like got some big heavy tracks we've got some slightly more got a bit of swing there's always the one thing that we had on Speakeasy which I I was always very fond of is there's almost like quite a dancey element like you could yeah. dance to the tracks and even though the stuff stuff on this record is definitely sort of like even from a sound perspective like heavier there's still a bit of a swing and a bit of a dance to element cool. to it which I'm very you know I'm very happy with I, 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 I think people are going to be if you like Speakeasy, then you're gonna you're gonna absolutely love I, love this new. I one. get the feeling. Obviously, just seeing you play live, and from what I've just you know from the, the bits you've put out, um, I'm guessing it it's got it sounds a bit harder in terms of like. Do you, I'm guessing the guy produced it again, didn't he? Guy did produce it again, but it sounds beef. It sounds so beefy. I mean, it really does sound big. Well, the, in, the difference is, is that you know when we did the first album, he he was literally. He was making up as he was going along. Yeah. He was learning on the job. Yeah. Sometimes, like uh, Larry did that with HR as well. Yeah. Like literally, you learn on the job. Like, and I think, to be honest, I think that makes you more of a rounded p- producer because you're literally le- learning from like the ground up. Yeah. Um, Plus, you learn from your mistakes, so you exactly, know you're not going to exactly. Make that, yeah. He's he 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 had to hit the ground running with the first album, and with this one it was a combination of like the first one we had to sort of blag recording the guitars and yeah. it was a bit more of a blag whilst this one we actually made the conscious effort like we're gonna record the drums properly in a good studio with good take thing is guys drum kit that he's got is like beautiful sono drum kit and it's like it just in itself it sounds great stick it in a great room and it would sound like super mint yeah you know like we once recorded in like this room there's every other drum kit sounded terrible in and it sounded good so <laughs> if you put you know if you put stuff in the good room then it'll make the world of difference and uh, we did the same with the guitars we even did something this time which fair enough it was a time saving thing like time save time save a bit of money like we recorded both guitars at the same time wicked like uh, which thinking about it still blows my mind but it kind of I'm kind of loving the idea because it sort of solidifies the fact that me and Tom are like really in tune with each other yeah. when it's actually playing and it, um, it's just kind of a nice feeling it's like <laughs> especially listening back to the album now we're just like wow we actually do play quite well together yeah <laughs> so well, it probably gives it more of that live kind of raw, raw edge that i was speaking about earlier yeah yeah no, yeah well yeah and like we we you know we properly sound checked all the guitars went through a load of different amps and stuff like that yeah. and i think i think it was it was it was a beautiful thing it sounded i think the end result it just sounds more raw more live you know live room yeah. like there's hardly that much done. Like, guys not really had to do that much to the drums so 
there's a lot of albums you come out these days yeah. where the drums do are literally have to processed edit? processed to death do, do you even have to edit guy i mean he is a machine like watching him tonight i literally just sat and watched him from the side he well is. i think he could basically quite e- he could quite easily like do it do what he needs to do yeah he, he could quite easily like you know do a whole track and it'd be pretty much spot on yeah. but he's the one in, he's the one recording yeah. so basically he's going to be the one who's also editing and he'll edit his favourite takes and that yeah. snare sounds slightly better than <laughs> he's quite anal about that sort of stuff which is sort of what you need and someone who's doing that sort of stuff so there's that I think we've got a band going on in the background we let's <laughs> um, that way what, what, what else have you guys got lined up over the next couple of months well we've got the uh, the tour coming up at the end of this month which we're all really, really looking forward to. We're playing, um, we're doing the old Blue Last on the 25th and then going up north from there. Cool. Um, well, I'm really specifically looking forward to uh, going back to um, Scotland as well because last time we went there up last year, it's got like a really good reception and it was yeah. a really good vibe. And not the saying anywhere else is like not as good, but like it's just like, it's, you know, you have some places you go that, you know, like instantly have a bit of a soft spot for and my old family sky so I, I always feel nice being <laughs> yeah, yeah, there yeah. anyway so yeah and, and then we've got uh, in June we're going out and doing a couple of shows with a band called the Attention Thieves oh wicked um, so we're doing a couple of shows with them which should be good sweet man so and got a couple of festivals coming up so it, trying to keep ourselves busy as we can be, awesome. you know, is you know, it's you know, you know, most people know it. it's like if they're in a band and they're just like unless you're in a big band and space and you spend most of your life on the road, yeah, you have to sort of prioritise. <laughs> so we're trying to do as much as, as we can as we physically can. So, cool. um, if, if it's cool to ask, um, your name, I'm not going to ask you what it means or anything. I, I'm guessing it's from uh, the cab- cable band Cable. Freezy Atlantic. Yeah. Yeah. Could um, for those who don't know or haven't heard Cable, uh, I'm guessing your fans uh, after being named sort of after a song, could you uh, just expand on kind of Cable, who they are, and and what they might have done? <coughs> um, well, originally, like uh, when we had John on bass, yeah, he was the one who suggested it. Uh, he liked Cable as well. Um, I love Cable. Like um, the drummer's like a really good friend of mine, like cool. Richie. Um, <clears throat> um, the band is started in, in uh, sunny Derby in the early 90s or mid 90s sort of thing and they released like three absolutely fantastic records it's, it's, it's kind of sucks it's uh, one of those bands that would probably do quite well if they came out now yeah they're, sort of, they're, time, yeah, they're very ahead of their time and especially listening especially when you listen to like Axis or yeah. bands like that they sort of in a way owe a lot to Cable and those sorts of bands yeah. there's a quite an angular sort of thing about it the one thing I always loved about Cable is that some of their songs they were just went on like there's the same riff over and over and over again but unlike a lot of things where you go oh god this is getting boring you'd be like yes I'm just you're just like in the pocket you're yeah. like you're just loving it yeah so you just like oh keep going you just you don't get bored of it yeah. which is re- it's a really hard thing to do to keep you interested even though they're playing the same thing but because it's such a good bit of music yeah. you just like just 
especially if you, it's one of those I love listening to cable when you're driving because you're just driving you're just like <laughs> yeah. knocking and you know in a hypnotic like, trance kind of and yeah there's like Matt the singer there's a nice fragility to his voice and I yeah I just you know I love the band and like when John at the time was just like we, we literally went through like so many names it's you just wouldn't believe oh band. my god it's the yeah. weirdest thing to say you can write like album after album not find but, the right name because yeah. you want to find like this is a band this is a name that sort of identifies you yeah. in a way like I'm Andy from such and such you yeah. know and it's just like you want something that defines you and then like John said at one day of practice we've been through like I'm talking like 20 odd names yeah. and stuff like that like it was never this hard with HR <laughs> it was like <laughs> Jesus like seriously but then like uh, John was like what about Freezy Atlantic and we were like yeah it was like the first one where all of us went actually yeah that sounds great yeah. really good so it's um, <laughs> it's one of those na- it's one of those names that's sort of like it's it's not pompous but it's got like a bit of a power to it yeah. so I was like you know Atlantic's a big fucking place yeah but um I am aware of the fact that there was a couple of other bands called Atlantis, Atlantic, and Atlantis stuff, but you know, they do their own thing. There's no way that we're ever going to get it confused with those no, sort of bands. So, and obviously, we're named after, they're named after whoever they're named after. We're named exactly. after, like, I just like, you know, named after a kick ass band like Cable. Cool.
Um, last question is is a bit more for beaten track, but I was just going to say, I don't know. Obviously, sort of being in a hundred reasons, you've obviously done a lot of kick-ass shows. Have you? I mean, in your career, general, uh, sort of over the the time, have you ever have you got like a one favourite show that you've ever played? Um, I've got a few. I think the one that I'll probably say, and it's definitely up there in like the top five shows like ever. Yeah. We was we. We've supported in Europe, Euro Incubus twice. Yeah. Um, the first time we played there, interestingly enough, with their original bass player Alex or Dirk Lance or whatever <laughs> he calls himself, right? Um, uh, we did this show. Um, I think it was called the Opera House or something like that, but it was in Lisbon, Portugal. Yeah. Now. We'd basically, we, you know, you sort of expect it. You go out, you play to a lot. Like, you know, all the shows were like sold out. This is like they were just about released, like Morning View. So this is like when they're on, very much yes, like yeah. about to just kick massively kick off. You know, they've released like Make Yourself before yeah, yeah. and kicked off, and then this was about to take the next level. So they're playing a couple of those new tracks. Yeah. So it was a good time to be around those guys, and they're, they're lovely blokes as well. Yeah. Really lovely blokes. <clears throat> um, and we got a new seat, you know, we got a half hour of power. We were the only support, which is brilliant. Yeah, so, we're <laughs> so we got on stage, and it was a nice, relaxed tour. And like, um, it just really, really some good, uh, you know, there's some, some like really good shows and stuff like that, and some nice some nice the people were like yay and we had a couple of people going off and stuff like that then we rolled into Lisbon A for one thing Lisbon is a beautiful city the only thing I'd I'd mark it down on is the dodgy people who are selling gold out there (laughs) you like gold you want a gold gold (laughs) yes yeah maybe not so good yeah restaurants there you know we like we were having some dinner like Larry from the band, like uh, he had swordfish that had been caught from the bay, oh, man. no more than like two hours pre- previously. Yeah. Someone had reeled it in, put it in a boat, taken it probably straight to the restaurant, oh, man. slap on his dish. It was like melting your mouth. So that was brilliant. <clears throat> then we got, got to Vinia, and it's like trying to paint, like obviously trying to paint an, like an audio picture of a venue. Basically, imagine like an opera house. So imagine sort of like Royal Albert Hall, Royal Albert Hall, yeah. Yeah. Make that a little bit smaller, but still three levels. And instead of the fancy seating, it's sort of like three actual proper levels. Then uh, the main arena for the kids was in the, the floor part was a big circle with a sort of barrier, and then another bit around the edges. Yeah. yeah. And then there was a stage, really nice sized stage. So it was an awesome looking venue as it was. So, comes to the time of the show, and bear in mind that I wasn't even sure if our album was even out, like, ideas was even out mm. by that point. So people were like, I don't even know they're going to be like us. Walked out onto the stage, went into our first song, and I think pretty much if someone looking on stage probably saw all five of our jaws hit the floor. Because it's like someone had given everybody who walked into the audience like a little leaflet how yeah. to perform a rock gig 
when the band starts, <laughs> you must go absolutely apeshit. Yeah. Literally, because we played gigs and some of the people had gone off and we had some really good ter- like yeah. reactions and stuff like that. You know, we'd sort of slammed in as many sort of going for it numbers as you can, which is what you do when you're supporting, right? And <laughs> that was something else. Literally, it was like, it could have been our own gig. Yeah. Like, the whole crowd were going batshit crazy. I've never seen anything quite like it. It it just blew my mind literally and even still thinking back to it it just puts a lovely thought into my head because it's like we were playing and we got to like halfway through the set and we were like this is the best fucking thing ever (laughs) oh my god like I was loving it and obviously they went put it this way this is how mental they went for Incubus they basically had to ship Incubus out of the venue in the back of like a back of a Luton van because they they would have got literally torn to pieces by the audience it was like it was proper crazy it was proper crazy it's the same thing as a, another example maybe not totally up there but definitely in like the top 10 like um, playing our own first show in Tokyo and the crowd went yeah incredibly mental for us it, I, I've always been a fan of this is the thing like because like, say Silver for instance which was like technically people know is like the most known song yeah, yeah. And it's always got that build-up at the start, and you know it's going to be, a, you know, it's, you're having a great gig. When as soon as that riff kicks in, when as soon as it starts gall- the galloping bit, <laughs> like, the, like you know, if you look up and the crowd are just going off, you're just like, this is brilliant. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to end it there, Pascal. And cool, cool. Well, thank you very much. No, I mate. Cheers. Freezy Atlantic, and it was an absolute pleasure to speak to Andy. Um, the track I played in the middle of the interview is called Idiot Check. It's off their new album called self-titled Freezy Atlantic. It's their second album. It's available to purchase through Alcopop right now if you're seeing them at the festivals this weekend. Uh, they're playing three. Uh, why not on the Friday at the Alcopop BSM stage? It will be available to buy there and also online. Uh, Westival and Summerfest, they will be visiting on the Saturday. Okay, so now we have A Collective, uh, the seven-piece band from Israel, as I'm sure many of you know by now. Um, they were playing the main stage at Truck whilst they were over touring the UK a few weeks ago, and I heard they absolutely smashed it. I went and saw them later on in the evening um, play John Kennedy's Tooting, Tram and Social Remedy Night, where, again, um, they're one of those bands, they're just so fun live, they're a party band, and everyone will be up singing and dancing by the end of it. Um, their album Pangier is out now on Alcopop and this track I'm about to play is called Happiest of All Memorial Days. I want a child that never grows and a love that'll never get too old no slow days there's an ever-changing pulse Busy nights, the brightest lights You get your cake and eat it too I want to wake up to parades Neon billboard signs Where the colours never fade away It's the happiest of all memorial days Slow retreat, fast defeat Come back home, I'd like to come back home 
Hashtag Minkev. Hashtag Minkev. Hashtag Minkev. <laughs> Hashtag Minkev. <laughs> Hashtag Minkev. <laughs> Yeah. 
Beautiful, and that is a live performance at the Great Escape on the BSM Alcopop stage. Uh, Murray McLeod of Excerpts uh, playing Crisis in the Slowland there. And if you haven't heard the Excerpts new single, Shaking in the Waters, then go and buy it straight away. Um, it is an absolute, it's just such a good song. Uh, go and support such a great band. Um, definitely one of the favourite bands that are not on the Alcopop roster. Okay, it's that time again to catch up with the label boss, Mr. Jack Glover. Hey. And um, we're in Brixton at the Alcapopalooza. Yeah, and, um, having a nice day so far today. It's been uh, it's been really, really delicious, Matt. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Good attendance, yeah. hence why we're outside to try and get some quiet. Yeah, we were going to be inside and make it sound like it was absolutely rammed, but it was too rammed. <laughs> and it's too rammed around the other side, around the barbecue. It's, as well. it's tough. Roof, roof, roof dog. dog. <laughs> roof dog. Yeah, um, he's an absolute champ, isn't he? Cool, yeah. 
Um, right, we'll catch up with what's going on. Obviously, you just announced Empress Yes have joined yeah. the ranks. Really excited about that. Yeah, we. Um, I guess we first heard Empress Yes a couple of years ago, maybe when they were on tour with Tall Ships, um, year and a half, something like that. And uh, yeah, always been something we're into. They're kind of spacey, sort of flamboyant. They're uh, very pop. Yeah, I think they are anyway. flaming lipsy kind of pop, and it's it's brilliant. It's like a uh, a sort of really stone journey into space. Um, and yeah, the album is. M- mesmeric um, if that's a word I'm the videos are going to be as good as what I've seen as well yeah man yeah they're um, they're really into a good video just lovely guys as well so uh, yeah really pleased to be working with them cool. I think that's uh, that's one that's that I'm really excited by actually awesome and you have another band that you're announcing yeah who by the time this handsome podcast drops we should be about there um, this is a band called Way- I hope they are or else I'm in trouble <laughs> um, this is a band called Waylayers who um, got in touch with us a few weeks ago and said basically we want to work with Alcapop um, which was very nice and they've done an awful lot of stuff their, uh, their last EP charted in the Billboard charts in the States despite being from Dalston um, there's lots of TV syncs they're all over all over the radio it, it, and they are fantastic like this is kind of like really poppy really positive kind of exciting groovy tracks that um, well you're going to hear a bit later on yeah. um, this is I'm not sure it's quite the premiere but it's close to being um, so yeah really excited to share those with you I think it might be a little bit different from what we've had before but hopefully people will really uh, really be into it it's uh, it's just pop hits it is it's beautifully crafted awesome that can't pop be hits too different from what you've had before well yeah <laughs> exactly exactly people know where you are you know it's uh, so it, it may be a, a sort of slightly perhaps poppier than what we've done before but man this band is amazing I think people will really uh, take it to their hearts so uh, yeah lovely bunch of guys as well so yeah really excited to be working with Waylays too cool well we'll go on to tips which obviously we do each month (coughs) yeah and uh, this month is tips on how to run an indie festival at well obviously Brixton at the windmill is you do it every year yeah can you give us tips and how you go about doing this and what's yeah. the secret behind it all. I'll share a few tips one is uh, don't book any prima donnas who demand playing two sets um because you know (laughs) um, and just if you weren't an alcoholism Matt Emery has done exactly that today Um, he came in with his keyboard said well I can't play outside with this keyboard so demanded two sets timings are out but you know it was worth it they were magnificent sets Matt I really really enjoyed both Um, I would say the important thing is um Make sure you're not so drunk by six or seven o'clock that you uh, you've absolutely you lost are it. Holding on <laughs> absolutely fine today. Yeah, I'm doing really well today, really well. I'm off to Sonosphere tomorrow, so um, I've had to. Yeah, I had to go easy, but in previous years, by this time, well, I've, I've I've lost all memory. I think people have seen pictures. <laughs> yeah, there are some uh, unsavoury pictures in the rounds on the internet. Do not look them up. Um, so that would be another tip because obviously it's good to kind of make things roll and uh, you need someone who's vaguely in charge so uh, you know while in charge is a uh, is a is a bold statement um, at least keeping in touch steering the ship yeah steering the ship um, and I guess the other thing is just to make sure that you know your group of bands is a nice mix that there's like you know there's good pop there's good indie there's good rock and just you know to make sure that the lineup holds it together well um, but yet it's going to bring a little bit of something to everybody because you know we have people here who are really into their indie stuff people into heavier um, and I guess you know it's just nice to to make sure that you're mixing it up yeah. um, I also like to bring in a few bands who aren't on the label as well just so you know people are kind of seeing something different that they yeah. haven't seen before totally John who just played who I yeah. hadn't heard of today I, I hadn't even listened to Note and I thought it was going to be like an acoustic duo and then it was just like a heavy McCluskey and it was just yeah. like oh my god this John is were absolutely awesome. awesome John were awesome Death and the Penguin were brilliant yeah uh, the Lion and the Lion Wolf, wolf oh, it's it. a lovely, lovely uh, set. 
so yeah it was great and I, I like always also to have a little a little surprise at a festival and obviously Len was supposed to be here this no, year I couldn't know. quite make it but what we did have was three members of Stagecoach performing uh, yeah, tasers, tasers which yeah. was which was lovely you know and it's I didn't just, even know that was happening <laughs> yeah it really did spring up so uh, so that kind of thing you know little surprises just make sure everyone's having a good time yeah. we've also laid on a barbecue because As you know always. yeah 3 3 a.m. well 3 p.m. to 1 a.m. with no food is a dangerous game and you know once people get into the groove of drinking and watching bands there's no yeah. no need to go out so exactly. lay on a bit of a barbecue and then. come rain or shine <laughs> well exactly <laughs> yeah yeah come rain or shine the barbecue will be we were rocking and uh, it was excellent today as always um i ought to say make sure your hosts are great and uh brixton windmill always deliver so i guess that's my kind of key tips like obviously uh you know you know um just the obvious stuff but yeah we've had a good day so far today and oh god it's only just about just 20 past eight so there's a lot still to come yeah Cool, well, thank you, and we'll speak to you next month. Oh, I look forward to it. Man. <laughs> we'll I, see you at the festivals. Oh man, there's so many. Which ones are you coming to? Um, I'm definitely coming to Truck. I would like to come to Trees, but I don't know if I can make that. But yeah. um, the, my schedule's open. <laughs> South Sea, I'll be there. Yeah. And... Well, let's see everyone at Truck, and then we can just have a big group discussion about uh, why Truck's awesome. Perfect. Cool. Cheers, bud. Okay, so next up we have the second of our recommends bands this month, and they go by the name of Bro. They're a two-piece from London, made up of Jules Harding and Gareth Lee Vickers. Uh, this is the first and debut release, uh, titled Less Than Three, available from their Bandcamp at soundslikebro.bandcamp. And this was kindly sent in by Jules himself after listening to the podcast. Uh, he'd enjoyed a bit of Brawlers and Attic State and said, you might also like this. I checked it out, clicked, and it's awesome. Uh, So I've been wanting to play this for a couple of months. They're currently shelled away in their studio finishing off their debut album, and um, yeah, I can't wait to hear it. I'm sure they'll have uh, quite a few shows once that's done. Uh, The song's called Less Than Three. Here it goes. Callousness will start a fire Callousness will put it out Administration makes the balance collapse Minister mouth to mouth And we're less than three And we're greater than one There's never time to
I am Kevin Devine, and you're listening to the Alka Popcast. Hello, I'm John Kennedy, and you're listening to the Alka Popcast. Hey, we're Brawlers, and you're listening to the Alka Pop Podcast. Hi, this is Allison Weiss, and you're listening to the Alka Popcast. Hi, we're Emperor Yes. You're listening to the Alka Popcast. Hi, I'm Lewis Harriot from Johnny Foreigner, and you're listening to the Alka Popcast.
And that is Hot Squash by good friends of Alcapop, pulled apart by horses. And if for those who did not know, they're a band who started on Kev's very own Big Scary Monsters record label. And uh, I caught up with Tom Hudson at New Slang uh, in Kingston after the show and talk about the new album Blood, uh, Radiohead and what it's like to be back on tour after a year of writing the album. Uh, it's been fucking ace, yeah. Like, uh, we kind of s- s- like went off the beaten track a bit with this one. Instead of like doing all the major cities we just like we've done Hartlepool Hull Aldershot like we've just kind of like you play West End Centre yeah yeah it was really good actually but I think the crowd were a little like I don't you could tell that they didn't get loads of gigs there it, yeah, like yeah. the first half of the set there was a lot of people that were just like the fuck is going on <laughs> but then it kind of people opened up a bit after a while but yeah it was good Cool, cool. And are you aching by this point? Yeah, I'm totally screwed. Like, <laughs> I think, well, I counted the other day, I had like a bruise for each day in really weird places, like on the back of like my calf, and like, I feel like I've just been hit by a car or something. And but. I've got to ask, I saw a picture of you with your guitar in half, was that after Bristol? Yeah. What happened? Uh, it was like the first gig back as well. And um, yeah, we did hit the Deck Festival at yeah. Bristol. And there was like excerpts, dinosaur pilot, brand new and stuff. And I think we just got carried away. And like at the end of the set, I swung my guitar and just threw it down. And I was just sort of like, yeah, thanks, good night, and walked off. And then I turned back and had a glance, and my neck on my guitar was like a right angle. And a little bit in time, it was just like, oh! <laughs> Being all rock and roll and then totally shit in my pants. <laughs> You, you had a backup though, right? Well, I suppose it's the end of the set. Yeah, well, the next day we had Nottingham and a, I've got a new guitar, a Mustang. Nice. And uh, I'd never played it live before, so I just kind of, I had to play it. I yeah. didn't have any other chance. <laughs> like, if um, if I'd have broken that, then I'd have just been... Fucked. Yeah. <laughs> just been singing with a microphone and that was it. Uh, I've got to ask, you've got a new album coming out obviously later this year. Yeah. Uh, can I ask what to expect from it? Um, it's quite a mix, really. Like, because uh, we've had like a year, year and a half, like writing. So we've kind of been really brutal with it. Like, chopped all the the fat yeah. from it, and like we ended up with like twenty five songs, and there's twelve on the record. So it was like we'd write a song, play it, give it a week, and then be like, right, that's in the B side bin, or like, you know, just being quite brutal with it. But I don't know. It kind of. Some of it's like kind of Queensy, desert rocky, stoner vibes. Yeah, well, I think I've seen you, I saw your electro works as well. Like, yeah. I actually think it's like grungier in places. Like, yeah, so. Around the corners, basically, I thought it's got a grungier. That's it, vibe. yeah. Some of it's kind of grungier. Which I think suits you guys, like, you can nail that. Yeah, some of it's like stoner rock. Uh, there's, you know, there's still like a few two minute punk bangers on yeah. there. It's like a bit of an all round sort of thing, like, kind of. We've thought about it a bit more, but it doesn't mean that it's like kind of watered it down. It yeah. just means that it's like a bit more of a an all-round sort of thing that we wanted to yeah. do. Is the Iggy Pop cover going to be on there? No, but <laughs> we've been recording like most of the shows every night, and I think. Have you played that every night? Because that's yeah, been yeah. a stormer. Like, yeah, it's been crazy for that tonight. It's been ace, yeah. Especially like because we try and do like a cover on like most tours, yeah. just to kind of. So we're not playing our own songs yeah. again and again. It kind of changes it up a bit more. But yeah, that's gone down pretty well. Cool. Right, I'm gonna go for beating track now. Um, your name is obviously Mr. B. Movies. Yeah. What's your favourite Mr. B. Movie? <laughs> 
today, the one where he takes the steering wheel off at the picnic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I was going to ask, obviously your name is called Bubba also, I'm guessing after the Radiohead song, but what is your favourite Radiohead song? Ah, oh, crap. It's really hard because mine changes every day. That's it, yeah, like, I'm, I, I'm like quite a big Radiohead fan as well, and like, um, every album's completely different, isn't it? Yeah. And I remember like, thinking that they kind of like, they were getting too... They were kind of like, you know, going crazy, like avant-garde for a bit. Yeah. And then uh, when they did in Rainbows, it all kind of just like came together. I think and in Rainbows is their best album. As, as, a, yeah, as a whole piece, totally. I actually think it's their best. I expected it. Uh, I know it's quite negative, but I didn't expect it to be that good. And then I remember that was all I played for like months. But um, I don't know. I think it'll have to be like Idiotech, really. Oh, That's just like an absolute That's tune. That's in my top five easily. Yeah, yeah. But it just depends what mood you're in, like... That's know. it, yeah. It's just kind of. Uh... I mean, like the first I listened to was like the Benz, like when it came out, like in my dad's car, and that's the first sort of Radiohead stuff I heard. But like, yeah, Idiotech's kind of like everything kind of crammed into one. I remember when I first heard sun. that on like MTV, and I was just like, "What have they done?" Yeah. I didn't quite understand it. I know, yeah, because it's kind of unconventional, really. Yeah. But it's just sort of you can listen to it now, and it's still just as fresh yeah, as it yeah. was then. And, uh, well, last question is, <laughs> if you're going to be pulled apart by horses, what song would you go out to? Ah, oh, man. That's a tough one. <laughs> um, oh, shit. I don't know. Totally, totally stumped me then. Uh, probably Pearl Jam Alive. Oh, lovely. That's a great trip. So as I get ripped into different shreds, I was singing I'm Still Alive. <laughs> Up until the last break. Cool. Well, thank you very much and well played tonight. Cheers, we'll see you over the summer. Yeah. Cool. Cheers, buddy. So Blood, which will be pulled apart by Horses' third album, will be out on 1st of September. Um, I'm sure they're playing a heap load of festivals and dates. I know they're headlining South Sea Festival, which we'll be at. And also Reading and Leeds' main stage, they're on after Narwhals, who you can hear on the next month's podcast. I catch up with them at Truck Festival. And uh, just make sure you go and see them prolifically, one of the best live bands in the UK. Okay, so I think that's about it from me. Uh, sorry it's such a long show. I've kind of had a lot to fit in this month. And uh, hopefully this will reach your ears if my computer can bounce down this humongous file. Um, if you want to get in touch, then you can always tweet me at Matt Emery Music, M-A-T-T-E-M-E-R-Y Music. I'd love to hear any ideas, comments or bands that you think I should be listening to. Or if you're in a band, then please send some music. I'd love to hear. Um, I'm going to leave you in the capable hands of my good bud, Uncle Luke, and this is a brand new song of his, uh, taken from a film he released earlier this month, which features some live songs of him in the studio and also on stage. Um, it includes this song, which he recorded live for the documentary, which is the name of the documentary, Owner of the Loneliest Song. And um, yeah, thank you ever so much for listening. I will see you next month. Enjoy, Uncle Luke. <laughs>
After three years on the circuit, he was still the first on the mound. The least metal on. Anything is a time that I quit. Okay.